Football is a game of aesthetics. It's all about what does it look like? Football is a game of tradition. The man who wins the penalty can't take it. <laughs> Football is a game of passion. Oh, bollocks, Villa have scored. And that is why we love it. Fuck me, why is this stupid game back? I think that was a real low point for me in my life. It's time to turn the volume down. Goals scored by new signings are the only ones that count. Penalties don't count. And Mamoru Saku having an absolute howler. That doesn't count either. The worst 90 minutes of football in Premier League history. He's a fraud. Sedan's a fraud. Everyone's favourite statistical fraud. Brendan Rodgers. All about the aesthetics, that's what we like to see. That is just a bit of stat padding. Individual sport masquerading as a team game. Look at his Instagram, he's the ultimate beat of me. BBC Sport decided to advertise their TikTok account. Yuck. Yuck. <laughs> it just doesn't get any better than that. Hello, hello, and welcome to Under the Floodlights, where this week the Roman Empire has crumbled, leading all Chelsea fans to become experts on the war in Yemen, as well as being on the search for a new sugar daddy. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo has returned from his holidays to beat Spurs. Jesse Marsh has earned his name back as Leeds when it late. The Ukraine bump works for West Ham, but not for Everton. And John Terry's problematic apes land him back in the mud. I'm Bailey Hutchison, and with me as always is Chris Ringland. Chris, um, all right? Yeah, good. I think we should get down to the salt of the earth before we go to the Roman Empire. I don't think I mentioned last week that I recently attended an SPL fixture. Oh yeah, you completely missed out on that. Uh, yeah, I, I think I think I should just reference that for the um, for the listeners. I went to Ross County versus St Mirren. Which proper uh, proper football down there, isn't it? It was great. Um, it had a Premier League uh, reference because the manager of Ross County is Malky Mackay. Oh, remember him? Who people may remember from his days in Cardiff. Is he not a big racist or something? Well, well, <laughs> no, he was basically sacked, kind of for that, um, and he has spent the past seven like decade or so working for scotland's fa and stuff mm. and then the and he's went through these processes and the, the chairman of ross county basically said that he's kind of you know he's he's changed sort of he's thing. changed his ways yeah of course so sure. uh so, so ross county won uh great great atmosphere at the global energy <laughs> stadium i think it is <laughs> I, was there, I, I, I was there with work um through um yeah, I was there with work, and uh, yeah, was was good to be in an actual football stadium for the first time since COVID. So, what was the final score? Uh, it was one nil. Uh, oh, penalty, <laughs> penalty to to Ross County. Um, I was just kind of struck. We're quite close to the pitch. And I, was, I was just footballers are bigger than you think. They're big <laughs> lads. Um, you know, uh, but yeah, um, Northern Ireland International, Jordan Jones was playing for St Mirren. Oh, no, do not say he's a Northern Ireland International. He's a disgrace to the game. Uh, although I did just notice that he has not been added to the squad for this uh, upcoming friendly fixtures. So Yeah, just right. The guy shouldn't be anywhere near a football pitch, never mind Northern Ireland. Why? Do you not remember that old firm where he lost uh, the head? and uh, He didn't. He went in the injured Celtic player, got himself sent oh, off. But also injured himself for four months. So yeah, we'll dive into what has been the big topic for not only this week, but a couple of weeks. And Indeed. as I said earlier, kind of the reason why Chelsea fans all of a sudden care about what goes on in Yemen. <laughs> uh, but this week, Roman Abramovich has been sanctioned by the British government. Uh, and also the football club has become a frozen asset. Meaning Chelsea are not allowed to sell tickets to the games. Not allowed to buy new players, not allowed to sell current players, not allowed to offer new contracts, not allowed to sell shirts, and their budget's restricted. And beyond that, 
uh, sponsors three and Hyundai have currently paused their sponsorship agreements. And all of this seems to me, as someone from the outside, as just random ideas kind of plucked out of thin air by Bojo and Co. <laughs> who just, in my opinion, seem to be having to make a statement. I, 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 mm. <laughs> there, yeah, I, there's a lot going on. There's a there, lot going yeah, there's on. There's so many avenues um, here. I, uh, so so it's, it's interesting now all this in light of Newcastle before... Uh, before Christmas and all the, and how they're now apparently changing the Premier League owners and directors test mm. um, after this um, it is unfortunate for people like you and normal Chelsea fans and people who are work at the club who aren't the players etc cetera, etc cetera. Yeah. but it's not the government's fault that one of the most significant oligarchs in Russia just happens to own Chelsea unfortunately that's just the after effect um, yeah the, my only issue is like the government side of it over here is I don't back them to run the club the way I want it run and like the sale and everything. Uh, I've learned this week because I'm fuming. I've now had to learn about politics. <laughs> the only time anyone should get involved in politics is whenever it's something they actually care about. And unfortunately, this time <laughs> it's my football club. Yeah. So this week I've learned what the Department for Culture, Media and Sport. <laughs> Potential digital is in there as well. <laughs> They're running the club. Yeah. And now, again, all of this meant nothing to me. But I've learned that this is run by Nadine Doris. Doris, Doris. Yes. She's, she's colourful. Oh, colourful is one way to put it. <laughs> Prior to this, I only knew two things about her. One of those <laughs> was that she turned up absolutely ray parlored to a Channel 4 interview in Parliament. <gasps> discussing the drinking culture that goes on in Parliament, and also how, after the Carabao Cup final, she treated Liverpool with a star-eyed emoji, which I thought was interesting from a Tory. <laughs> and so did the comments on her Twitter. Uh, yes, yeah. And then I also yep. found out this week, because being a Chelsea fan, there's been a few grave dancers, and I'll get on to them later, but I've been doing some digging on a lot of people. I've just been trying to find dirt on everyone. <laughs> And I found out she's made £157,000 from being an author. Now, I don't want someone who's an author in their spare time trying to operate the sale of my football club, especially if they're trading out Liverpool stuff. I want Chelsea men running this process. Uh, yes, um, she she is... Yeah, she's quite an interesting member of the government. <laughs> and uh, she also wants to get rid of the BBC, uh, I've, heard, I've heard before. Oh, terrific. Um yeah, so my my thing about all this is that I think people like Thomas Tuchel and Hayes have like you know done very well. And oh, out, outstanding! Like, absolutely, the absolutely brilliant. But my my issue with, with with that aspect of it is there was talk this week. This is where I kind of hit the wall, Bailey. Uh, <laughs> I, I shared with you there was talk this week about Tuchel driving the bus to Lille yep. to play the Champions League match, right? Now, I'm all for Thomas Tuchel driving the bus to Lille. <laughs> uh, you know what a hero, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. <laughs> But like, we're very, very close to the bone of having a Kickstarter here for Chelsea Football Club after like seventeen odd years of Roman Abramovich. No, yep. come on, <laughs> that's not you know. Come on. It was the stories like going around. This was where some of the grave digging was, or grave dancing. Sorry, uh, it was with people posting photos, being like, "Here's Mason Mountain, Kai Havertz in a hostel type thing." Yeah, and it is again. It goes back to. 
that 23-man squad, Thomas Tuchel, they'll be grand. It's the shop worker. It's the social media guys, the HR people. It's the all placement student. Of, the placement student type people. It's all <laughs> them who whose futures are now uncertain. Even beyond that, we're talking about contracts not being allowed. There's guys who are 17, 18 trying to get their first pro deal. You know, who've worked their balls off for years. Who currently over like last whatever day it was last Thursday, I think. All of a sudden, overnight, their world changed. So, that, but whenever you speak about a Kickstarter campaign, interestingly, actually, this one of the bidders. I've been told there's around two hundred bids. Apparently, twenty are legitimate, according to the, <laughs> the selling group. Right. So I'm just assuming the other like hundred and eighty are clowns like me going, oh, I'll bet. Uh, uh, but one of them, some property developer, Nick Candy, who yes, I've heard that what, name. Yeah, from what I've read, if you go into like companies he started up, he's a clown. I don't want him anywhere near the ownership of the <laughs> football club. But he's he's come out and been like, oh, I'll pay, I'll I'll put out a loan there to the club for the end of the season just to get them through and stuff. So there is a lot of that kind of stuff that the Kickstarter thing. <sighs> Uh, yeah, I mean, this obviously means Antonio Rudiger, Andreas Christensen, Cesar Spilicueta leaving. Yeah, well, Christensen, we knew. I think he's pretty much a done deal to Barcelona. Oh, oh, brilliant. <laughs> Good yeah. step up for him then. Yeah, 100%. Show some ambition, lad. Just champion uh, of the world and then uh, Barcelona. Yeah, goes to the club that's drawn nil-nil this week in the Europa League. Yeah, nice one, mate. With Galatasaray. Yeah, Uh Rudiger, I've been, from what I've heard, is that people who are putting bids in have already been on the phone to his agent, being like, he's a key part of what we want here. Yeah. No idea. As Pelly Quaid is also in an interesting position. It's a, shame for, it's a shame for him to go out like that, Stephen. I can acknowledge that. Yeah, there is part of it. Hopefully it does all get resolved and we can start offering contracts. I hope he at least gets offered, but I think part of him may also be on the beach in Barcelona. What, like but, literally going to Barcelona? Yeah, I think he, him and Andreas may be on the same jet. All right. So we don't know, but yeah, that's all up in the air. Yeah, the contract's bit's a bit of a nuisance because, yeah, just out, out of the blue, you're just told, by the way, you may have been working on these deals all season. Nope, no more. You know, there's potential transfers that may happen in the summer that the club are trying to sort out now that are up in the air. Yeah, so, so like, I mean, worst case scenario, this, like, I don't know, there's like few players maybe docked points don't know you know and you're in a relegation battle next season like how, how can you get in that frame of mind no because in my head we're gonna be fine right i well i i, I think chelsea <laughs> no i genuinely i genuinely think chelsea football club if you look at it is a fantastic thing to own well, I well, I mean, yeah. There, there's going to be no shortage of bars, and say there's plenty of bids clearly coming in. Well, now, they, say, they not... say the stadium is the only issue for like the elite status of Chelsea. Yeah, but that's again, whoever comes in, if you want, if you've any ambition, etc., you're going to be the person who comes in and builds that stadium. Well, I, th- I think the issue is more years about, back. It's more been about the planning of the like. They can't get permission. Well, but... well, that there was permission in 2018, I think, and then. Putin poisoned a couple of boys. Oh, I see. Right. Okay. And then well, Teresa stopped all that. Right. Uh, so in- interesting. <laughs> so whoever whoever comes in should be able to get that up and running again, and then you'll be the person that's made the stadium. Right. I think that's the whole thing. But yeah, you, you were talking about it earlier in terms of 
people who who to blame, not to blame. Klopp, I, I, I not like Klopp, you. Jurgen, Jurgen came out and said, if you're gonna like start hitting on Chelsea, the person to blame, Roman's completely the blame. Uh, not the Chelsea staff. Chelsea sh- staff shouldn't be affected. I'm, I'm, I've been I've been trying to find people on our side. <laughs> basically. Yeah, but how, but how how do you do that? Like, you know, it's the same way they're sanctioning Russia and then well, the Russian people are affected. Yeah, and this was my type of thing with it. It was Roman was like, "Yeah, I'm selling the club. Here's a deadline, and everything." And we're like, "Grand." The guy's about to get out, and then all of a sudden, Bojo and Co decided, "No, hang on, you're not going anywhere. We're gonna." hold on to that and then we're going to sort it and you're not going to see a penny which yeah. I completely agree with he shouldn't yeah. see a penny but it was also like yeah he was about to clear off we were like a week away from going we didn't need this I know but you can't make special arrangements for, for a guy I don't know um, yeah you can't yeah I, 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 and in Bojo's yeah. case you also can't do well, you know you can't sort out the refugees from there well, well there's, no, there's no yeah, more there's no more authority different... from the Prime Minister yeah nah he's an absolute clown yeah. So, <laughs> I, I mean, but, it, it is called London Grad by some people. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> when he was the mayor. Mm. But yeah, we've just yeah, we're all over the show. It's it's a weird time to be a Chelsea fan. Like, um, can you can you imagine being like a Championship club? No, I, I generally I, I think we're gonna be fine. I genuinely. Think but but, we're but what what if it happened? Like what 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 would but, you feel but, about that? But how is that gonna happen? Because the there's problems like this runs into like the summer. Uh, then there's issues. But I genuinely don't. Th- I genuinely think we're going to find a buyer here soon. Yeah, you know there there is going to be some stuff's going to happen. There's going to be be a few cutbacks. The club is going to be different. There's no way we become a championship club. I, I mean, I, the interesting thing I find about it is that I think it makes clubs like Fulham, Brentford, Queens Park Rangers, oh, probably West oh, Ham, yeah. way more investable, which is very interesting because Fulham has always. Being able to punch above its weight with recruitment, etc., no. because of the club where it is and everything. On my grave dancers list, you're on it for that exact take. May, oh, oh, okay, yeah. Coming off saying they're much more invested. I, I mean, I, I mean, they are. Films run by the dad of a guy who owns a wrestling company. <laughs> and no, the Jacksonville it, Jaguars. Yeah, but it's not. It's not about. But, but it's not about him. It's about the Fulham as an asset is extremely investable and even more so now with, with this happening to Chelsea. But but not at all. Chelsea's still, you know, we're world champions. What have Fulham ever done? But but the, but the issue is, Billy. Like, I'm not saying you weren't. A, I'm, I'm not saying you were not a club before 2003. You qualified for the Champions League the season before Roman Abramovich. But Chelsea pre Roman Abramovich is a different club. Like yeah, Fulham also have a cottage in the corner of their ground, <laughs> but it's the same part of London. I think it's more is more my point. It's, yeah, uh, it's down it's down the road. But let's not get on as though Fulham, QPR, etc. About them become bigger clubs than Chelsea. But, but it's, it's a reason why those cl- and Brentford. It's why they've all been invested in. It's, it's for the same sort of, and West Ham to an extent. It's for the same sort of reason. The London, you know. Leafy suburbs, nice fan base, nice stadium, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Potential. Nah, they'll not take any of our market share. I, well, I, I don't know. Like, Scott, um, oh, Scott Parker's gone now. That's, that he's, yeah. the, the, it, it, it's, it's fast. I, I, yeah. I mean, I, I feel bad for the average fan. In the same way that I said no Newcastle fan should have to be an apologist for the Saudi Arabian state. Like I'm not saying any Chelsea fan has to be an apologist for Roman Abramovich and 
any deals he might have done in Russia. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, from my thing, my thing is only just trying to protect the club itself. Roman at this stage, um, done with. But we, yeah, we, we do have to get to a stage where, like, we can't be in a situation where a, a, a elite professional football club is being, like, because of who owns it, is being put in this position. Like, we need to kind of find a way for that not to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Scudamore and Co. Like, again, it's like, who's going to sort that? I don't trust Bojo and Nadine. I don't trust Scudamore. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't know who to back here. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'll go, I'll go into my grave dancers, Chris, because these are the people. Oh right, I'm okay. Fume, I'm fuming with this oh, week. Interesting. Okay, yeah. That's first them. of all, first of all, three. What the, oh, the see phone the, company? Yeah, don't want to see them anywhere near the club again. Well, because they keep the thing on the shirt, even though they're not actually paying for it. Is that is that why you're annoyed? No, because they've frozen their deal and want to be taken off everything. So, right. but honestly, Chelsea yesterday because we can't buy shirts. The only shirts they had still had all the logos on it, but three don't want three don't want any part of it at the moment. So right. because they're not seeing us while we're at our lowest, they can clear off. Either back the club now or get out. I want them out. Hyundai, get them out. I've put a one star review on Trustpilot for Hyundai <laughs> after yesterday. Again, I had to create a Trustpilot account. This is how like this is how my week's gone. So, Sorry, what what are they even? Is it like on the arm or something? Or what? Yeah, they're on the arm. Right. Well, so, so you can get you can get a new like. Do you remember that kind of phase when it was like everyone had those stupid free to play apps on their arm? Yeah. With microtransactions. Yeah, we'll have whatever. What's that one? Clash of Clans have? or something. Uh, all that kind of nonsense. Uh, the other one, Jimmy Carragher. He's a great dancer. Carter is an absolute disgrace the way he got on this week. Why? The news was barely out an hour, and he's already linking to the United. <laughs> Oh, like, right, okay. just, just out of thin air decided I'm going to chuck that out just a shit stir and then yesterday on Sky Sports Petr Cech kindly gave him 10 minutes of his time not that he has anything else going on at the moment Petr Cech gave him time for an interview and Dave Jones the clown presenting it goes oh there's been some speculation around Thomas Tuchel this week I literally just wanted to be there with Petr being like hang on there's been no speculation the clown sat beside you has created it. I would have barred Carragher from Stamford Bridge yesterday for that. That was an absolute disgrace. Just whilst the club's at its lowest, you know, there's a lot of confusion, there's a lot of jobs kind of potentially on the line, and he's shit-stirring. Nah, I'm done with him. I don't, I don't think it was the biggest punditry hot take this week that went viral. I don't know, I'm sure you maybe did say it, of when Michael Richards proclaimed that Karim Benzema was on the same level now as Harry Kane and Robert Lewandowski. Oh, well, he's Karim Benzema. He's way above Harry Kane. Well, well, it was more the fact that he said, oh yeah, after the past six months, he's now at this level. Oh, I'm surprised <laughs> he didn't just shout it and go, <laughs> Yeah, mm. Terry Henry and, Ka- and Carragher actually were in the studio as well. They kind of looked at him. Yeah. Oh, what an absolute clown. Uh, where's this bloke? Ian Herbert at the Mail Online. Who's that? Clown. <laughs> uh, he wrote a headline this week saying, Thomas Tuchel is the only, all caps, good thing at Toxic Chelsea. Uh, moron, not having that. Uh, Justin Trudeau, the Canadian PM. Yeah, he decided to ban Roman Abramovich from Canada. Now again, I'm right. not on Roman's side, but what difference is that going to make, mate? <laughs> Go back to dressing up in blackface and blocking bank accounts of people who don't want to be vaxxed, you moron. 
why, why do I have football Jew written down here? Let me open this link. Is that, this is, all, is that those I, videos? I they make those videos. Yeah. Oh yeah, here we go. At uh, one twenty-five yesterday, unconfirmed reports that Thomas Tuchel have what? Thomas Tuchel has four of his Chelsea players a lift to the game today in his Ford Focus. Each of them throwing in a couple of quid for petrol money. Ha ha ha! Funny. What time are you on live at the Apollo, prick? And then Chelsea Chelsea fans started abusing this guy, and then he came out in the moral high ground later on the day, being like, "Oh, it's just a bit of banter, all this. You're trying to dance on the grave of my football. Now, listen, wise up." Now listen, Bailey. Now we have we have to say here, in fairness, there was a lot going on towards Newcastle fans in in the autumn yeah yeah you know so like you know it's sort of like you know we're either all in or we're all out sort of thing no no but it's just because there's been genuine dancing on the grave of the football club this week now say whatever you want politically everything about the club but but the way people have got on this week almost celebrating the death of a club is a disgrace listen Chelsea, Chelsea are very easy to when you're not a Chelsea fan to not be about. But yes, yeah, yeah, no, and I completely get that. It's like wrestling; you have to have a good guy and you have to have a bad guy. I'm always happy for Chelsea to be a bad guy, but you want that bad guy to at least exist. Well, it's it's sort of that dilemma that the Joker always has, you know. Yeah, the Batman can't kill the Joker. <laughs> Watch the end of the Dark Knight. He he can't kill him because he can't live without him. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, also, I was a bit in the mud this week because remember my my good friend my good friend Barney Rooney. No, no. who's that? Remember the clown? Uh, who's that? <laughs> remember the, the the journalist who I called out last year because he was slagging off Frank Lampard. Um, very vaguely. Okay. This was like early days in the podcast. Was this when he but, was still the Chelsea manager? Yeah, yeah. Oh, he, right. He said, okay. he said something about Frank, and I couldn't take it. Uh, <laughs> but he he wrote like a full article, being like, "Shouldn't someone in football also care about the war in Yemen just a little bit?" Oh, and I, and I find myself being like, "Oh, Barney's on my side now. Brilliant." <laughs> yes. Yes. So yeah, my, my my brain has been a cluster. Um, such and such this week. I can I can imagine, Billy. And then in the middle of all this, a game of football broke out. Uh, or, or two, sorry, two broke out. We played not we slapped Norwich about. Right. If if your football club, this is a public service announcement. If your football club's ever about to die, play Norwich. <laughs> <laughs> That'll make you feel a lot better. Now, in fairness to Newcastle, Billy, I mean the Trevor Shalabert thing. I mean they obviously should have had a penalty. I don't believe they should have. Oh, Bailey, come on. Well, firstly, we'll get on the game. So, this game was refereed by David Coote, who we well, can all course. agree is the worst Premier League ref <laughs> of all time. <laughs> of all, like this guy was stinking yesterday. He made horrible decisions both ways. That wasn't a penalty, in my opinion, though. I was not, but in anywhere else in the pitch, that would be a foul. Well, for so. I think I don't think there's contact between the legs, and if there is, Trev gets the ball, which is fine. I don't know about that. <laughs> the grappling of the shirt started outside the box, so if he's given anything for that, he's given a free oh, kick. Come on. What do you mean, come on? Well, I don't, like, it was in the box. Yeah, but it started outside the box. No, but it... Uh... Started. That's not a penalty for me. Right, right, right. But, again, but again, I've just had to cling to everything. Give, give me something <laughs> this week, you know. 
have to, uh, something has to go our way. I mean, I, I was more surprised that you ended a was it a ten match unbeaten run for Newcastle. Oh yeah, people like, were getting on as though like Newcastle were something here. Well, I need I need to look into who they've actually been playing because I'm not convinced. I think they've been playing bombs every week. Is the only reason that runs happened. I mean, I, I'll give it to Havertz. Great goal. Um, oh, da- Dan Burn, you switch off for a half a second. We just need to build a, just build a statue of Kai right now. What a guy! I mean, the issue might have been the fact that he was elbowed by him earlier, but oh yeah, there was a, a lot of handbags between Kai and Dan Burn. No, no. To be to be fair, what's going on with Jorginho there, Billy? What do you mean? Dan Byrne literally gets elbowed in the face. That's not a controversial mm-hmm. statement. He gets elbowed. No, like no. I, I'm not saying how it happened is good or bad, but he was elbowed in the face, and Jorginho is telling him to get up. Yeah. What? He also. <laughs> what? There, what? Like, what, sorry. Well, because that is just Jorginho, but there was also the point where, yes, Kai goes up, and because he's a foot shorter no, than Dan I, Byrne, I'm not saying there's anything. No, like, no, I used to defend this Danny one, Carroll. I defended Danny Carroll saying. for years. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying, the way it happened. And that he goes up, and yeah, there is contact between the elbow and the side of the face, and then blood's gushing. Kai then walks by Dan Byrne to, you know, kind of apologise, see how he's getting on, and Dan Byrne slaps his leg, being like, you know what you did, and then started acting the big man. Well, you would be raging, to be fair. You would be raging, but he started acting the big man, and all of a sudden you're like, Dan Byrne, who are you? You know? <laughs> until, like, f- until, like, two months ago you were irrelevant. The only thing you're known for is being taller and Tariq Lamptey. <laughs> That's brutal. But yeah, also, right. I'm, I'm starting to look at, yeah, I'm looking at Newcastle's fixtures here. So they drew one all of United 27th December, then lost to Cambridge United, let's remember that. <laughs> drew with Watford, beat Leeds, beat Everton, beat Villa, drew with West Ham, beat Brentford, who had 10 men, beat Brighton, beat Southampton. They've been playing bums. <laughs> let's not get on as though this is some great run they've been playing. Oh uh, like Bang have, average yeah. sides there. The, 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 yeah, fair, but I mean, they're out of it now, though. So. Uh, well, yeah, they are out of it. But yeah, uh, so... Dan Byrne. Sir, honestly, the amount of like things I've just been grasping at this week's ridiculous. It sounds like it. Yeah. <laughs> so, 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 so is Tuchel driving a bus to Lille or what's happening? No, they, they have a plane apparently. Because apparently that's one of the things when I read on about government earlier. What about, you know... The taxpayers the, paying for the plane? No, no, no. Chelsea are still paying it, but the government obviously put out their budgets and everything. Right. And I, those were figures plucked out of thin air. Those meant nothing. What 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 budgets? Because they, they turned around. It's like Chelsea can only have a, it's like half a mil for match day expenses in terms of staffing. Oh yeah, and I was wondering where they got that. And oh, then yeah. they were like, they said twenty grand for travel expenses. Which again, I've had to learn nonsense this week. That's apparently nowhere near enough to cover a team traveling. Well, it's, well, sorry, it's nowhere near enough to co- cover a team traveling if you're going by private jet. If you get a train, it's probably all right. Doesn't cost me twenty grand to go to London. <laughs> you know, you're also not a Premier League footballer. They use the same trains. No, what? They just got in first class. I, I will. They don't, they, don't, they don't charter a train. Where Leila is, they should just be getting the train. But that's beside it all. That that twenty well, grand figure was yeah. just plucked out of nowhere, and apparently that's one of the things where Chelsea have been like kind of in talks, be like get that license the, kind of settled and sort of out so we can actually be a normal football club. Yeah, and the last uh, political thing I'll say is the irony is that um, Lille is where the UK government have decided to locate their Ukrainian refugee processing place rather than Calais. Um, oh, nice one, Bojo. So that, so that it's, well, so that obviously it's harder for them to acquire the refugee status, but also 
they have to travel then 80 miles backwards to go to Lille when mm-hmm. they get to Calais. Yeah, Bo Jonah's infinite wisdom. Yeah. So whilst he's thrilled because Russians and Putin will be furious because Chelsea can't sell match day programs now. And we'll, we'll obviously leave aside the fact that Conservative Party is funded a lot by Russian. But, but that, oh, that's Im- fi- Im- imagine. Fine. It's fine. <laughs> but yeah, back to football. Uh, on Newcastle, I, I, I thought Newcastle were very good yesterday. I still have certain things about Newcastle that I think need fixed. And I think the main one is they need to get the long staff side I think well well, well. I mean one of them is pretty much out I mean he couldn't even hang it at Aberdeen um, he's away on them like Shrewsbury or something uh, no, no, I, yeah, I, I he, like Sean Longstaff I think he's a good player he, he tried to claim he was going to Fiorentina well, uh, yeah Udinese yeah. um, there was Sean Longstaff was linked with Man United a couple of years ago he was going to be yeah. and then for, the same Fred instead yeah, the guy made a career out of like one goal <laughs> he stinks no, no he is good but like, no, no, he, he's not. He, he really isn't. Don't, Shelby's don't Shelby's better, but yeah. And and that says a lot that John Joe Shelby's better. Well, there's a lot of chat as well about this guy, Bruno Guimarães. Apparently he's good. I mean, Until yesterday, he wasn't starting. I'm not convinced by that. Yeah, I've, I've, I have noticed that because I was thinking about my fantasy team. Yeah, yeah and for like... He, he's another one like Stephen Bergvine for 24 hours he was the greatest player on earth because he scored one goal the outside of his foot it was it was a good goal yeah. no I'm not about Newcastle one bit <laughs> fair play to Eddie Howe he's done, he's done well yeah and honestly the the mental limbo he does every time he's in a press conference unreal what, what, what do you mean any time that man's asked any question oh I'm only here to talk about football I'm only here to talk about football Eddie, what do you think about 81 people being mass ex- executed? <laughs> oh, I bet he wish he was back in middle-class suburbia in Bournemouth. Yeah, just going down the Bournemouth playing in front of 10,000 every week. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's, it's a lot cushier down there. Grannies. But yeah, uh, according to Chris, I now have to also watch a BBC Panorama show tonight, which, honestly... Well, I don't, well, I don't know if I'll watch it or not, but yeah... Part of me, there was there was genuinely a ten minute point this week where I was like, you know what? If we went out, champions of the world, you know, go out on top, <laughs> it would save me so much stress in my life. We have a guy. What would you support filling it? No, I'd I'd just be out of the game. Just be a big gurs, man. No, I I'd, I'd walk away from football. Right. So I'd be That's so it. happy. Right. Okay. Yeah, I'd be like, you know what? I've seen it all. Right. I, I could walk away, and then I see nonsense like today, where apparently there's Saudis bidding for us. <laughs> So like it's stuff like that. I just can't deal with it. Yeah. I'm so I'm so done with it. No, things will change. Things will change. Yeah. Will be grand. But yeah, keep Saudis away. <laughs> I I oh sorry, I I'm properly off on one. There was Chelsea fans today like <laughs> twerking to get the Saudis in. That shows me how little these like Twitter fans know about the club. If you want the Saudis in, just look into your your women's team captain and see what the crack with her would be if the Saudis came in and that yeah. We'll leave it on that. Right, I, okay, oh, right, okay. I hate other fans. And speaking of other fans, I hate United. Uh, United have United have the worst fans in the world. Why? Just because the way they get on about Ronaldo. I, I mean, I mean, it was I mean, it was quite funny. To be fair, he goes on holiday and then scores a hat trick. Yeah, a, ho- a holiday that Ralph didn't know he was on. Well, well, know, well the, the hip flexor went. Well, as if Ralph Ragnick has any authority over Cristiano Ronaldo. Let's oh, be honest. Like, yeah. It's it's more the I'm more intrigued by the fact that it seemed to have convinced Tom Brady to come out of retirement. Oh yeah, absolutely hilarious. So 
<laughs> yeah, last on sorry note, uh, Tom Brady, who is probably the best NFL player of all time, was at the game watching United and Spurs. 44? 44 years old? Oh, yeah. After 23 years, he decided to hang up his boots and has been enjoying retirement. Uh, went to Manchester to watch the game and decided after watching Spurs for 90 minutes that he wanted to go back and get CTE. You know, he, he has now signed himself up for another year of getting hit in the head. Yeah, uh, like and large men running at him. I'm more well. I'm less about the head and more about if you're 44 years old, how can how, how can you take a hit at a certain stage? Yeah, like surely. I mean, well, that's what I'm saying. Like he he's clearly preferring that than watching Tottenham. Yeah, you know, you watch the like. Have you ever seen like these two teams stunk? Like they really did. I love how like Fred was getting praised a lot for this this performance. Fred had one of the funniest moments I've seen out of a footballer. Uh, for the so the way this game panned out, Ronaldo scored a hat trick. He scored eight, so he scored went one nil United, one each, two one, two all, three two United. Ronaldo kept scoring the goal to get United in front, which apparently hasn't been done before. Blah blah blah. Because United fans love a nonsense bit of stat like that. But yeah. for the first one where Ronaldo scores a 0.02 expected goal oh, come on. <laughs> from way outside the box, uh, he, it comes from a flick from Fred, who flicks it on the Ronaldo. He then strikes. But as he goes to strike, you can see Fred running in behind the Spurs defence, expecting a 1-2 from Ronaldo. <laughs> You're like, mate, that was never going to happen. And you can even see he misses the Ronaldo goal because he's so focused on trying to get a 1-2 out of him. Uh, yeah, um, you, you might have also seen Bailey. There was a great, uh, there was a great article this week in the Athletic where they were explaining how Millwall had a game of zero point zero xg versus Blackburn Rovers this week. That's a disgrace, but it's also Millwall. Yeah, <laughs> that's the type um, of thing you expect if you go to the dam. So yeah, so good for yeah, good for Ronaldo, th- thirty-seven years old. Um, a bit brutal on um, Anthony Alanga to get drops. I thought. Well, clearly, clearly he's. A big name, you know, he's relied on now, so you know, you gotta rest him every now and then against the smaller clubs. Yeah, where do you think Marcus Rashford will go next season, Billy? <sighs> he's a bit of a crossroads, isn't he? Yeah, he's a strange because it's like, where do you go? Like, who who would t- like, where would he fit in? Take with the Hammers. It, it's it's take interesting with, the, the Champions League club of the Hammers, yeah. <laughs> well, there's, yeah, there's no chance of getting Champions League. Uh, but yeah, it's interesting, like the dynamic. It's just a big game of chicken between him and Manchester United. No, it is. Yeah, um, because obviously he he has a certain value to Man United, but also like, yes, his, it goes beyond football. Yeah. yeah, but also his brand relies quite a bit on Man United as well. Well, it so. relies on Manchester at the very least. Yeah, yeah, and you know, you'd, I'd love to see how everyone would turn on if he went to City. I could not know. Well, but it, I, I want to say this. go abroad if he. Yeah, if he I, does move. I want to say in this game as well. I can't tell whether it's stat padding or he's actually under the radar. Unbelievable! But this guy, um, this guy Kulisevsky, Billy, like un- unbelievable production since he's joined Spurs. He gets an assist every game. I no, I'm gonna say stinks because I've said he stinks for weeks. I I I, I, <laughs> I, <can't>, I, <laughs> I add him to my fantasy football. The one where it's not done by, like it's done by. Um, what they do rather than just goals and assists. Yeah, yeah. Like the guy, the guys in like the top ten average players in the league. No, I, I can't do it. I can't turn the, on the it. guys up there with like, like De Bruyne. 
No, I I made my take early on the guy. I can't I can't go back on him. I, I can give him zero praise. You work away, but for me, no, I can't go back. Honestly, like I I'm starting to think, what are you then dismissing out on here? Well, Juve also stink. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, I really don't know because yeah, to be fair, he does he does just creep in with an assist. Every I, week. Honestly, unbelievable player. Yeah. But then I'm thinking, like he had like assists against City, and. It kind of just like it was an easy part, you know. It wasn't like a great assist. Yeah, he I, might just be very good at that. Yeah, he must be. He must just be a good stat pattern. I, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, great player. Yeah, but not not for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, elsewhere in this game, uh, Harry Maguire scored an own goal, which uh, <laughs> which was not unexpected. <laughs> but then, unfortunately for the guy, he had Romero chirping him right in his yep, face. Sorry, like there's nothing that he just. Like he had no authority to do that. Like Romero. Oh yeah, hundred percent. No, yeah. well, a few weeks ago, Jimmy Carter was getting on as though he was the best player on earth. I mean, so, I, yeah. I, I've heard several like kind of. Well, it's because Atalanta are the same as like Brighton and Brentford with people who love stats and all the love mm. Atalanta. I mean, they are. I mean, the difference is Atalanta get into the Champions League and things on like, on, like Brighton. <laughs> uh, but they were talking. They, they were talking about like the, this guy was the best defender in Syria, the same league that has Benucci and Chiellini. My days, you know, I I, I hate that. All have come from people who don't actually watch Italian football as well. Yeah, like yeah, you're not telling me that this that based on his Spurs career that that this guy, if that is the best defender in Syria, like how many goals have Spurs conceded from just headers and corners yeah. and things this season? Well, happened a few minutes later. Yeah, when Romero doesn't have a chance against Ronaldo, which. Again, sorry, United fans. I'm in a mood this week. This is where you became such losers because you were all like chirping Romero because he was chirping Maguire and you were like, oh, that's what you get. And it's like, how does Ronaldo scoring a goal make up for the fact that Maguire scored an own goal? If it had to be Maguire scoring the winner, yeah, fair enough. But let's not act as though, you know, yeah. Ronaldo was doing that to help out Maguire. Ronaldo doesn't even have Maguire's phone number. <laughs> Um, thought it was interesting as well um, that in the interview afterwards, uh, Pogba was doing the interview, which I thought was quite interesting. Bald Pogba, d- d- bald Pogba, yeah, uh, fascinating about that. Pogba, I, I'm I'm always quite interested by when he does interviews because he doesn't normally do them, and like um, because he was kind of raised in England, I think he kind of get you know partly because he was at United, I think he kind of mm. gets it a little bit because uh, they obviously asked him, you know. There's been a lot of chat that Ronaldo is the problem this season, and you know he obviously he obviously had to deny that Ronaldo was the problem. But like, um, yeah, you can get where people are coming from when they say that. Oh, hundred percent. A hundred. I the two biggest issues know, at United this season are Ronaldo and Sir Alex Ferguson. And like, I know United. Like, I know United fans wouldn't want. To, and like, I know he scored a hat trick against Spurs. And that, stop but, with that sentence. Stop with that sentence <laughs> against Spurs. But it's more. It, it's more the kind of. It's the. It's the whole how you build a. It's you know Jurgen Klopp didn't take over Liverpool and they won the league. Jurgen yeah. Klopp was in charge for six years, and they won the league. Like that's kind of that's more what people mean by that. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Yeah. You can't dig yourself out of the hole that United are in. Yeah. That way. Uh, we'll go in on the whole Spurs find themselves in because that's a tragic football club. They went out and beat Everton five 0 on Monday again. Everton stink. Yeah, we'll talk. Imagine we'll talk losing, about them in a minute. Imagine yeah. losing five 0 to Spurs. <laughs> oh, shocking. Yeah, but Anto- like, I wonder what Antonio Conte says to their wife at night. 
Do you know, like every night he comes home from work, does he think he's done a good job? Is he is he really happy? Like imagine that no. household earlier no. in the year, whenever he goes, Baby, we're going back to London. She's oh fantastic. And he goes, Yeah, I'm going to Spurs. Oh Yeah, yeah. Tough, tough dinner conversations at the Conte household. <laughs> we'll move on to your favourite team, Chris, uh, Brighton, who lost to Liverpool this weekend after getting away with one, let's be honest, with their keeper attacking Luis Diaz. Yeah, straight red card. All I heard about this game, I watched the highlights and all I heard afterwards was Brighton were good. Of course. I, like, 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 I, I must sound like some kind of conspiracy theorist or something, but like, like <laughs> I, I, I am, I am telling the truth. That is their worst <laughs> run in Premier League history. That all we, all we ever hear. They're, they're now one place above Newcastle. Newcastle. Sorry, Th- three, three points above their other darlings, Brent. The other data darlings, Brentford. Like. What what is the point of supporting a football club and how wonderful their run if they don't score goals and win matches? I love that you're like the Alex Jones of Brighton. But the, but like the <laughs> so that, you know, Brighton, Brighton wars. Yeah, Brighton don't score enough goals. By the way, the frogs are gay. You know, but the, but, <laughs> but they weren't but they weren't even good. Like the first half, like. So like to, even I saw Lewis I saw Lewis Dunk on the Lewis Dunk was raging about the rest of the team. East Basuma couldn't defend, even though he's apparently unbelievable. Like, uh, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, it's it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even say anymore. They're, they're, I'm looking at the form table. Their form is the same as Norwich City at the bottom <laughs> of the Premier League. They're th- two points ahead of Newcastle, <laughs> three points ahead of Brentford, who haven't won in about a year. And, like, has it suddenly become not a good season for Brighton? Have they still had a good season? They're on the beach. Like, uh, they've had a good season. Have they had a good season? Because what, what if, right, what if they win, like, say, three more games, right? They get to 40 points, right? They finish yeah. 14th. Is that a good season? Yeah. Why? Because Brighton. What, what, that, that, that's that's my reaction, but the reaction of everybody else is, "What, what a well-run club!" What if it, yeah, what yeah, start handing out the knighthood, the Potter, give them the top jobs. Yeah, yeah, Villa and Southampton are currently in the top ten. Wolves are pushing for the Champions League. Oh, get don't a grip! Start, oh, we'll get, get a on grip. them. Southampton, they're a disgraceful football club. Pa- uh, pa- Palace got rid of Roy, totally changed the club, and they're being rewarded. <laughs> like you know, give me a break. Anyway, <laughs> oh. Luis Diaz is a good player. He got taken out. Robert Sanchez don't understand the hype. Uh, Liverpool are good. Uh, it'd be funny if they lose Salah because they can't sign him to a new contract. Fair play, Liverpool. They're phenomenal at signing players. Uh, well done. And hopefully, there's a title race. You pretty much nailed it. Yeah, good, uh, the, good, good, good for them. The only thing I'll say to Liverpool fans is I would like to apologise. Uh, this weekend, I decided to triple captain Mohamed Salah. Oh, interesting. Fantasy football. And yeah. I would like to take 100% of the blame for his injury on Saturday. That's on me. Oh, sorry. Is he injured? Yeah, yeah. He came off injured. Oh. Maybe like a oh. sort of a hamstring type thing. Oh, oh, right. Okay. So was, but yeah, that, that's, that's on issue. me. That's on me. Right. Uh, we'll move on to Arsenal, who oh, we don't yeah. actually have much to say about other than they are at the moment brilliant they are nailed on for fourth i think 
you know, they have two games in hand. They're playing brilliant stuff, which is infuriating because this is what's going to be shown in the documentary. It's also really annoying to watch players like Martin Odegaard become class. He's a joy to watch, which I am fuming at because I wanted him just to be one of these, you know, because he went to Madrid, what, at like 15, I was going to say, he was, he's got a very interesting career, yeah. You know, he was... Fair play, yeah. Without him, remember that lad at Barca, Martin Halilovic or something? Yeah, ended up at Birmingham. Yeah, without Odegaard, that guy wouldn't have made that move, you know. <laughs> they, they were just trying to outdo each other at the time. Yeah. But fair play to the guy because he's a top knot, like his left pay. Oh, beaut. Uh, but the main thing I want to say about him is he brought up a very interesting story in Garth Crook's Team of the Week Garth this week. Is he, is, he, is he paid by the BBC to do that? Yeah. Like... He he's paid by the BBC to tell us who scored goals. So that's basically <laughs> that's who makes it into his team. But he put Odegaard in this week, and his story is brilliant. He he wrote this week. I was taken to task last week by a punter in a petrol station of all places <laughs> who asked me why I hadn't selected Odegaard in my team after his performance against Watford. I'd thought about putting Odegaard in for a while, but realised I'd run out of places. <laughs> <laughs> Reese James, Philippe Coutinho, Kevin De Bruyne and Riyad Mahrez were a bit spicy I told this punter uh, <laughs> but I did say to him he had a fair point no such problems this week in a performance that was not scintillating but professional and I thought Leicester repair. Odegaard looks a touch of class Arsenal are turning out steady consistent performances I wish I could say the same thing about their neighbours I think he nails it there what Arsenal are doing right now are just consistently very good performances. They're not setting the world alight, you know. Mm. The wider football world isn't going, oh, Arsenal are brilliant, but they're just taking points everywhere. No, they, they are. No, they're, they're doing well. They're, they're certainly, it's their, theirs, to, fourth is theirs to lose, and that's pretty incredible when they were bottom of the Premier League in September. Yeah, whenever you consider, yeah, what was going on, you know, we, like everyone bantered Arsenal earlier on. It was especially, for a while. Especially like the documentary stuff and all, you know, everyone's oh, yeah. like, haha, can't wait for this. Again, I'm not in a position where I've got to apologise for my grave dancing there. <laughs> but also, um, big uh, big props to Arteta for the decision to, yeah, let's, let's just sack Aubameyang. Yeah. Because that could have went very wrong, but it seems to have really helped Lacazette. Yeah, Lacazette again. If he finally scored this weekend, uh, but yeah. he's, be- he's been playing out of his skin. To be honest, and it brought out a great moment out of Casper Schmeichel, where as soon as the penalty went in, he ran yeah, yeah. to the ref. Yeah, it wasn't about that, yeah. He's a disgrace the way he got I, on there. I have to say, Billy, I really don't understand why they continue to play Daniel Amarte. And, like, Soyuncu's having an awful season as well. Um, but, I mean, <laughs> that goal from the corner, I, like, it's just so basic. And you're like, lads, just get it away. Vestergaard sitting on the bench. He's about six foot eight. I did, I did warden the football world. He's I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I, Daniel Marty was never like their best player anyway. But he's he's not a centre back. I tried, I tried to warn everyone. I, I, you know, if you go back to last May, I tried to warn everyone about that guy. Clown. I I do love when Leicester play your man Nampolis Mendy, um, who was. It, not famously signed as the Kante replacement has actually been at Leicester for like six years now. Yeah. Um, AFCON champion, of course, as well now. Um, yeah, he's done nothing at that football club. Let's I, be honest. I, I, I like when he gets to get, I, he's all right. He's, not, he's fine, but like they brought him in the B. He's Angelo. functional. Yeah. Oh, he's just, he's not the guy. 
Yeah. So Leicester, Leicester have a horrible season. Last year. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah. yeah it's kind of summed up. I oh, see the way Brendan gets on. Just see his reaction to the free kick save, or sorry, the header save by Ramsdale, where he's like, no. he, he celebrated. And then obviously Ramsdale makes a good save and he turns to the camera and just goes, wow. <laughs> Brendan, Brendan, what are you doing? <laughs> Why is up, young uh, uh, We'll go on to Jesse Marsh, who earned his oh. name back this week, Chris. Oh, after after one week of me calling him Ted Lasso, uh, Leeds got a very late win. Tried their best to throw this game away. Honestly, Honestly um, like um, Bamford, of course, made such a difference. Even though he only played for the first half, like they're they're a different team with him in it. Um, uh, yeah, I've mentioned before in this podcast about my brother being a, a Leeds fan and he has been clamouring all season for Patrick Bamford to come back. He's like, yeah, we, we'll be better at Bamford and stuff. This I mean, game is Yeah, this game is obviously on the same time as the Chelsea game and I heard like a few like groans and stuff walked in and said, what's happening? He goes, Bamford just keeps missing chances. <laughs> I was like, you've been gurning all year for him to come back. And then... Yeah, but well, it's it's a bit more complicated than that, yeah. But like, yeah, it, it makes such a difference. For, no, a hundred percent for the. But yeah, um, it, <laughs> on match of the day, uh, Danny Murphy was praising uh, Jesse Marsh's genes. Um, oh, of course he was. Can you? Can, um, if I told you that Jesse Marsh was older than Danny Murphy, would you believe me? That's the disgrace of his. <laughs> uh, also, quite an interesting insight from um, Ian Wright because um, Bradley Wright Phillips, his son, who is basically the all-time MLS MVP from yeah, he, New York Red Bulls, he, 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 Red Bulls guy. Yeah, he used to be managed by Jesse Marsh. Oh, there we go. So he was chatting about him and giving a bit, bit of praise. But um, what a career Bradley Wright Phillips has had, by the way. Cleared off the MLS and just made it. Fair, made it fair play, like, the guy. Yeah. Um, no, like I, I can't believe the Norwich scored in the ninety-first minute. <laughs> and I then mean, lost. Like I mean, like I'm sorry. And then like your man, that guy, that director, whatever, not the Italian mm. guy uh, oh. or the or the Scottish guy. The um, the other guy with Leeds was crying at the end. Yeah, that's a disgrace. <laughs> that's an absolute disgrace. Though. You shouldn't be crying after that. But like, but honestly, you see the goal though. Like, I don't want to be brutal to Norwich, right? But Ben Gibson, Billy. Oh, right. shocking player. Did, did, did you see the goal? Like, Gelhart leaps in the air, wins the, like, the most bog-standard header, and Ben Gibson doesn't even jump. No, Ben Gibson is an absolute disgrace. Okay. He is a championship footballer. Well, I think I think I probably agree. Yeah, yeah. I cannot wait till he's out of this. I used to think I remember watching him years ago for Borough. Yeah, yeah like, he was good at Middlesbrough. Yeah. yeah, I was like, here's a player, and then he went to Burnley, and I thought, oh, you know what? He's going to be playing on their dice. He'll be class. But, no, but nobody actually realised that the the chairman of Middlesbrough is his dad. Um, oh, there we go now. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, but I'm a fa- yeah. I'm a big fan of that guy, Joe Gelhart. I think he will be a lovely player if he can sit in the Premier League. Well. <laughs> You know, yeah. I, I'd feel for that lad getting lumps kicked out of him every week in the championship. You know, going the mill wall with their zero XG. Yeah, I think. Well, dude, I think Leeds were probably fine because of a certain club in Liverpool that are not fine. Yes. So we'll talk about Everton, who did not get the Ukraine bump. We've seen with <laughs> we've seen with West Ham this week. West Ham put on Yarmolenko, and he scored. You know, great moment. Uh, you see it, City. You know. 
Oh, what do I call it? Sinchenko. Well, well, you know, well Sinchenko is, a, is quite a better player, I would yeah, but, say, than but, Michael but like, but, like, you see him, like, wearing the captain's armband and stuff, you know, there's a bit of a bump there. Yeah. Mikalenko, oh, get him out of the division. Well, he, he's the Lucas Digner replacement. Oh, whoever had Everton signed him needs sacked. I ha- I am concerned for Frank Bailey. Frank I th- walk. I think this could be the end of his career. Yeah, he needs to walk now. Because... I, like I don't, I don't know whether you heard this, Billy. Do you know when the last time Everton were relegated? <laughs> when? Nineteen fifty-four. Brilliant. They've been in the Premier League or equivalent since nineteen fifty-four, and they're relying on Anthony Gordon to keep them up. Yeah, and they've a backroom now, staff of now, like Frank Ashley Cole. Bit. It's a real job listen, for Richard, the like, Richardson played really well, to be fair, and Richardson's a great player. But like, I mean, and your man John Joe Kenny, Billy. Like this guy who, who's not going to have a career because of Nathan Patterson, and, and he gets sent off. What's well, he what's doing? What's Patterson? Uh, well, like, I, well, I, I don't think he was going to like start. Um, but yeah, like, but how bad's Patterson that he can't get ahead of Kenny? <laughs> I thought Patterson was half decent, but he must stink and train him. No, I th- well, I, th- I think he might have to come in now. Um, yeah, because John, John Joe Kenny. Genuinely, you watched him in that game at the weekend. He wouldn't have played for Cliftonville yesterday. <laughs> Great win for Cliftonville. Um, <laughs> I, I, yeah, like, 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 I know they've got the games in hand, but like, like yeah, that and that's becoming an issue. Is but it, it, it puts more pressure on them. Yeah, because I'm like, yeah, I've said that for ages. Where I'd be like, oh, they, they have the games in hand. Let me ground games in hand. Let me ground. At some point, you have to play those games. And I, at this I, point in time, everything don't look like they're winning any. Like. They're they're basically relying on Donny Van de Beek and Andy Gordon <sighs> and Damari Gray and Richardson and then Calvert Lewin who has not come back at anywhere near the level no. that he was before. Too much um, of his you know doing stuff in his own time, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but Deli Ali, uh, I mean, oh, he's not he's not your go to for like let's get get out of a rut sort of thing. Yeah, well, I've said it for weeks now. The best thing that ever happened to Donny was Ali not playing him. Because he bluffed us all into thinking he might be a player. No, the guy's awful. I, I, I mean, and obviously Wolves is a difficult match. Another clean sheet for Jose Sa, etc., etc. And you let Connor Cody score the winner. The Liverpool yeah. man. Come on. No, the entire thing. Yeah, Wolves are, yeah. They're another one quite like Arsenal with just a lot of under-the-radar wins. Yeah. So they are... They are They've had a great season, let's be honest here. Seventh there, 46. But yeah, they've had a great one. Except for, for Bruno Lage's um, bizarre thing of Keanu Hoover. Did we mention this in the pod last week? I don't think we did. Where, where for some reason, after they won their loss or something, like he brought Keanu Hoover got injured in the game, and then he went this whole rant afterwards, like in public, about how he hadn't been training properly. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, and then he was and then he did a whole backhanded compliment where he was like, "Oh well, even though he cost us the match against Liverpool by giving the ball away up the pitch, you know, I played him again." I need to look into that. And I, and I was like, "All right, Bruno, you, you, you've been like, here, you've been here for five minutes." Yeah, but fair play to Bruno. Like that's the first <laughs> bit of personality I've had out of. That's <laughs> actually quite nice. Uh, hopefully, Bruno. Hopefully, he doesn't show too much personality like the Southampton manager Ralph Hasenhutl, who. At this point, Ralph's a joke. Southampton well, are a joke of a club. Why? There's no Watford. This is a guy who Listen. cries whenever he gets like a point against the proper <laughs> side. And then he'll go out there and lose to Watford. Listen, the best part about this game was Roy's uh, post-match interview where he <laughs> he said, well, you know, 
in 46 years ago when I started as a coach, mm-hmm. which is a great opening line, uh, you basically had to catch the ball to, to have it to be a handball. And, uh, and he was taught, and then they were asking, oh, you were a bit animated at the end there, Roy? And he was like, well, you know, if you, if you come back, you're all in. Um, <laughs> and uh, I was, I, all I thought about was Roy's wife at that stage. <laughs> Do you know, generally watching the game, uh, I have to take back comments from a few weeks ago where I said Roy was looking horrible. I think it was just the jacket he was wearing. He was wearing a blazer this game, and I thought Roy was looking really well. But like, and I like, what I don't know what the hell we're doing with the like. Did you see the goal that they conceded that where there was yeah, passing where, it around at the back? Where Fraser Forster gave it away, yeah. gets it back just about, and then gives it the Salisu, who then does his best to give it away for a goal. Yeah, Fraser Forster's not your sweeper keeper. Um, Again, he's on ninety thousand pounds a week. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, no fair play. Well, for I mean, I still think it's probably too much to get out of it but I mean with Emmanuel Golden but Dennis there's always a chance yeah we really don't and Sars not been playing as well they just they, think, they can see too many goals that, that's the problem yeah. yeah so well they decide that can't score them Burnley they're in um, trouble they are for the first time probably in years I think they're going ahead of Everton See, that's tough because Everton like, are awful. I, I agree with you that Brentford, that was a massive game. But, yep. like, uh, it, I think it's between those two. Yeah, and again, I said it last week, that guy Collins at the back, liability. What, he's he, not a Deitch defender. Well, he's only 20. I know, but he's... He I got sent off. That. But Yeah, he did get sent off, which is a blessing for Burnley because he can't play next week now. <laughs> but yeah, he's not, he's not good. Uh, yeah, that was that was a big a big win for for Brentford. Um, it's it's just so weird that like Ericsson is the difference maker. Yeah, and he, Ericsson's been very good. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, which is again just bizarre. I mean, yeah, it's just it, it's very similar to Jimenez, where every time he does something on football pitch, you're kind of like, this is bizarre because this shouldn't be happening. Yeah. In a weird way, but yeah. Where the relegation scrap, I think that's Brentford out of it for me. And that's a massive win for 30 yeah. points at the moment. I think they're pretty, pretty much set and below that. It's kind of below that. Yeah. Any of those four could go in terms of Leeds, Everton, Watford, and Burnley. Norwich are dead. Uh, just, yeah. I, I mean, I think with Bamford and Rafinha, Leeds maybe will be. And I, I, it seems like Jesse Marsh is good. Yeah, he's a big XG manager. But it's just, but it's just, I'm, you're even just looking at it objectively, Billy, right? You have Jesse Marsh and you have Frank Lampard. Like, one has had a career and one hasn't. Oh, well, um, like, like one, I'm, not, I'm not biting. I'm no, not no, biting. no, managerially. Like, one has stock and one doesn't. I'm, I'm, I'm not biting. We've had enough by Chelsea. I'm not biting. <laughs> no, no, it's nothing to do with Chelsea. I'm just, it's, it's just like, I, I mean, objectively, if you are getting your manager to save you, and you've got Jesse Marsh or Frank Lampard. I know who I'd rather have. I'd rather have Frank Lampard, but <laughs> well, I'll not dive into it. Uh, what, just for in the mud, Bailey. One bit of news you may have missed this week was the managerial appointment at Bradford. Oh, of course I've missed it. Because guess who's back? Big Sam. Mark Hughes. Oh no! Oh. Four years out. Mark oh, Hughes. Right. Mark Hughes is only fifty-eight. I couldn't get over that. Who at the club? Does he know that sorted him out with that? <laughs> That's a disgrace that he's back in the game. League two. Uh, I think they're th- uh, mid to low table sort of, sort of position. 
Mark Hughes is one of those that should have been like a nothing manager in my head that I don't have a reaction to him. But it's the fact that like for the past load of years, anytime he turns up on like football focus, he's just flaunting his CV, trying to get a job like that. It, it's really bizarre because he went from like, he was the innovator when he was at Blackburn just after he retired for a good couple of years. They did, did really well. And then he was at Man City when they got the money. Yeah. And then, and then but then he developed this reputation at Stoke and Southampton as being... Ah, well, he's just turgid long ball. Yeah, he's just a classic English roundabout manager. Yeah. Oh, he's back in the game. That should have been in the mud. <laughs> but yeah, we've two, two others in the mud this week, and those two are Paris Saint-Germain and John Terry. Now, Chris, what did you make of PSG this week? PSG balled uh, against Real Madrid I, midweek. To be to be fair, right, I, I, I really like Pochettino, because I, I, th- I like that he's a bit of an intruder. To, to the kind of elite level of football um, and especially at PSG but I have to say I mean like their own fans booing them like the best player to ever play the game and yep. Neymar I mean that 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 just this is why you don't want to support a club like that. And the ground wasn't even sold out as well, which oh. was a disgrace. You know, there's plenty of empties there. I, I mean, and I to be I hate Real Madrid. Like I despise them, and they literally just rely on good fields managers like Ancelotti and Zidane to win the Champions yeah, yeah. League. E- ego massagers. Yeah, like no no tactics, no yeah. just just like. Modric, Benzema, you know, all the lads. All they could do a job. <laughs> but uh, to be fair to Karim Benzema, you know, absolute fair play, elite level performance. Good in history. Yeah, fair play to him. Yeah, he was fantastic. You mentioned Potts there. Uh, I, re- I saw a very good chicken and the egg type <laughs> scenario with Potts this week. Uh, people were asking the question did Spurs make Potts Spursy? Or did. <laughs> Potch makes Spurs potchy. Uh, Spurs were Spurs are and were nothing without Pochettino, and that's been proven. It's the other way around. <laughs> no, well, just just some were saying, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, my my opinion on the game, I I hated the game even yeah. before it kicked off. Everything about this game was everything is wrong with a modern game in terms of this showed off the FIFA occasion of the game. Right, you know, there's a few people, few players on that pitch, you know, because they're playing for Real Madrid and PSG, getting on as though they're like main eventers because they're <laughs> in those sides. Wouldn't, there's some of those names wouldn't get in the like mid table prem teams. I'm talking the likes of Danilo, Nacho, Valverde. What on earth's happened? Those, those guys were walking around the pitch like they belonged. It was a disgrace. I know, I, I like, I, like I honestly think, Luke, like a 36 year old Luka Modric is on another level to them. Like, yeah, oh, Modric is unreal. <laughs> he's so good. Yeah, but like, like we say, he's so good. It's the thing as well. Stuff like that, you know. Modric is unreal. Class. <laughs> he turned up the Stamford Bridge last season and got out class by Mason Mount. Well, <laughs> <laughs> but also in this game, you've players like Donnarumma. Donnarumma is wearing fifty. That's a disgrace. Yeah, yeah, and also it's just like I just find it so funny that like you know PSG's whole strategy is bring in the elite to to win the Champions League. And the guy who won the best goalkeeper award, won the Euros, best in the world, whatever, and he's the reason they lost. Honestly, like and they, they PSG are a FIFA team. Even the way like their tactics set up, it was literally like FIFA twelve. Remember, where you just used to press L one and triangle for the lob through ball. That's yeah. all they do. All games just lob it in behind, trying to get Mbappe on it. Yeah, and that guy Danilo was like having to man mark everybody, like Leeds do. While, yeah, while, <laughs> yeah, while Neymar and Messi just footer about. Yeah. yeah, and then you've. 
you you proper baller. You, like I feel bad for Marco Verratti because he's a proper baller. Yeah, and then you frauds like oh don't even. <laughs> but who, I don't know who's the left back like Mendes or I, I don't know. Who that oh, I've, is. I've no idea where he appeared who on earth from. Is that yeah? Yeah, he, he's another one. Can't believe his luck in the morning. <laughs> every every morning he wakes up, and he should be buying a lottery ticket. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, just everything about PSG yeah. goes through me. And some similar Real Madrid. Like I, I take them in the next round. I really would. Yeah. But yeah, we'll, we'll go on to the main one. And you brought this to my attention very quick, Chris. <laughs> like the article was barely ten minutes old, and I got told this is in the mud. Yeah. And that is John Terry. We spoke a few weeks back about John Terry's NFT collection and how problematic it was that he was signing up. Uh, William to the NFT collection with a picture of a chimpanzee. Well, this week we found out that John Terry's collection of NFTs have plummeted in value by 90% over the past month with England international Tammy Abraham and Ashley Cole quietly deleting their (laughs) tweets and endorsements over the scheme. Yeah, This actually comes in the same week the Premier League is considering its own official NFT partnership. Which is interesting. Yeah, so reading a bit in the story a bit more, it says Terry's eight kids football club NFTs were publicly trading for an average price of $656. Oh but by the 8th of March, had an average price of 65 Oh my days, lads. Yeah. I just, the entire thing I never understood. I still can't wrap my head around it, like how you can actually use these and like just screenshot it. Yeah, you know, yeah. we're we're talking cartoon apes. It's it, it's pretty dark, yeah. So the entire thing, yeah, and the fact that like you know he's using his profile to try and sell it to schmucks. <laughs> you know, he's trying to sell it on Twitter to people, and then those people are going to go bad for six hundred and fifty dollars. If you've done that, by the way, you deserve they've lost money. <laughs> but again, you know, these are potentially ordinary people losing ninety percent of. Yeah, because the only one I've ever seen is that I went on the Rangers website whenever they were selling them, and I, I like nowhere Glasgow Rangers selling them. Oh, no, a, oh Rangers affiliate. Oh was, my! I, and I and I, I looked at it and I was like, like what, 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 I, what is this? Like, you know, it, 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 it's the ultimate extension of the FIFA Ultimate Team. Yeah, the like, entire. Like, like, I, like, I remember, like, like it's, it's. It, I mean, ultimately, it stems from the, you know, the. the trading cards or whatever when you're you know when you're in school yeah you've got all that you know it's all stems from that but i mean you insert that with hyper capitalism and you get this john terry yeah nothing to do twiddling his thumbs because he can't get a job because he's not yeah. actually that good as a coach I mean, <laughs> but you even see it with like clubs you see kind of the adverts going it's that socio s-o-c-i-o-s platform yeah. and that seems to be a big one like all the clubs bought into being like yeah by your I think Watford have one where it's like, buy your Watford coin. It's like, what value does a Watford coin have? <laughs> what are you getting out of that? It's fair. I, I mean, you understand finance a lot better than I do, Bailey. But, um, I, I kind of get like the whole background stuff to it. My whole yeah. thing with it is, you know, it's, it's all like blockchain stuff. Yeah, you so you can track and it you, back. And, you officially own it, you yeah, know, yeah. digitally. But it's like, you own a bit of digital art. Like, who yeah. cares? I don't know. A bit, bit of regulation isn't that isn't always bad. Yeah, exactly, Chris. That, I think that's a key message to take away from this week. But regulation going forward. Let's let's every every let's industry, more red tape. Let's get yes, more let's red put, tape. Let's, let's put plenty more red tape in. Whether that be <laughs> Premier League owners or ex professionals selling cartoon monkeys. Yeah, and that will wrap us up nicely for the week. Do you have any final thoughts, Chris? You'd like to leave people on? 
uh, uh, no other than like we've got this stupid other matches happening this week because of COVID and then interna- international football after that Billy oh that reminds me actually Premier League FA etc stop scheduling matches at like quarter past seven and half seven there's been plenty of goals recently that I've I'm officially saying don't count yeah because if a game kicks off in the evening it has to kick off at quarter to eight minimum so any yeah. goal scored between half seven and quarter to eight can't count in the official records. Yeah. I, uh, went, yeah, FA Cup. Like, what are you doing? Playing yeah. at proper time. And uh, um, we'll also get to see West Ham beat Sevilla this week to go to the quarterfinals of the Europa League. So Bold. Yeah. He's not 1-0 down. Yeah, 1-0 down, yeah. And you're backing yourselves against Sevilla? Yeah. We they, should, they, it should have been 1-1. Vlasic missed from like two yards out. But we played well. Wouldn't know. I was watching a proper team on the other side. <laughs> Sevilla are mid-table Premier League. Yeah, but they live for that competition. No, I know. This is the worst thing about it, Billy. They had six on their arm for the six Europa Leagues they've won. See? I mean, I mean, come on. It's, I can take champions of the world. I can't take a six Europa League winner. <laughs> See if they start putting stars across the badge. That would oh, be brilliant. Yeah. I think they should just act completely shamelessly and start doing that. That'll be oh, unreal. Yeah. Yeah, we'll leave it at that and we'll see everyone next week. Thanks for listening.